All right, Nico, can you say welcome to another episode of Healthy Births, Happy Babies? It's a happy episode. Um, happy babies. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Healthy Births, Happy Babies. I'm Dr. Jay Warren. I'm the prenatal and pediatric chiropractor here at the Capuana Center. And this podcast is all about helping you have a proactively healthy pregnancy so you can have a safe, gentle, natural birth. And that's going to allow you to bring your baby into the world that much more gently and healthily so you can start off your family experience more powerfully than if it's full of stress and trauma and other health concerns. So, If you are a fan of this show and you haven't yet subscribed, please do so. Wherever you listen to your podcast, go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss an upcoming episode. And also, if you haven't rated, reviewed the podcast and you've enjoyed it and gotten value of it, that will really help me out because that will allow this podcast to reach more and more parents like yourself that might be missing out on this type of information and helping them along their parenting journey. So thank you in advance for that. And thank you if you already have rated and reviewed. Today's guest is Tracy Gillet. She is the author of the book, The Lost Art of Natural Parenting. I just read it. It's an amazing book. I've actually been following Tracy's work for a while. I found her through her newsletter and her writings on her website, raisedgood.com. She also has a really active Facebook group called Raised Good as well that's extremely valuable. And I love her writing. And this book is amazing. And I wanted to bring her on to share these principles uh, with you because it speaks to a lot of the concerns and a lot of the stresses that the parents I work with and the listeners you sharing your stresses uh, with me have as they're going through their parenting journey. Uh, She's going to be talking about modern parenting versus natural parenting and the traps that a lot of us parents fall into and how just innately we feel our instincts are driving us to do something different than what we're being told nowadays. And if you look at natural parenting principles, you'll feel much more at home. So I'm excited for her to be here and to share that with you um, because I think you'll really resonate with it. Um, I know I did. It's helped me a ton just in the last couple of weeks since I've read the book um, in Parenting Nico and has made just life been a lot easier. And I know we can all use that. So before I switch over to my conversation with her, let me take a moment to take a word from our sponsor, the Capuana Center. Hi, it's Dr. J, and one of the things I love about working at the Capuana Center is being able to play a role in bringing a baby into the world that much more safely, much more naturally, and much more healthy. You know, it's something that is an amazing gift to give a child uh, to have them start off their life healthy without the stress and the trauma that can all too often be a part of the birth experience. So, I consider it an honor to work with pregnant women to help them with that time during their pregnancy. And it is a privilege to be able to work with infants and help correct any distortions that might have happened through the birth process and allow them to start off their life healthy in alignment and in balance so that a health challenge doesn't hold them back from being all that they can be in this world. All right, let me introduce our guest to you, and then we'll be able to switch over to my conversation with her. 
Tracy Gillet is a passionate writer, mother, global nomad, and natural parenting advocate. She founded the website Raised Good, a heart-driven platform to provide parents with sound, well-thought-out, scientifically-backed advice. She hopes to rouse your natural instincts so you can parent your way by offering support and a community free from judgment. To help liberate yourself from the rules of modern parenting, Tracy came up with a free Natural Parenting Superpowers e-course available on our website. Originally from Australia, Tracy now lives in Vancouver, BC with her husband and young son, and is now the author of the new book, The Lost Art of Natural Parenting, Finding the Courage to Parent Fearlessly. And who can use more help with that, right? So now, with no further ado, let me switch over to my conversation with Tracy. All right, Tracy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Yeah. Pleasure to be here. Well, I'm really excited to talk with you because I have been following you for a while on social media with uh, Raise Good and your Facebook posts, but also your newsletter for a while. I love your writing. I've been a really big fan. And then you finally came out with your book um, just a couple of months ago, The Lost Art of Natural Parenting. And I bought it right away. And I've been getting so much out of it. And it echoes a lot of the questions that I hear my listeners as well as the patients that I work with. And so reaching out to you, I was really excited that you said yes, and that you're here to share your work. So uh, thank you in advance for that. I'm, I'm excited to have you here. Oh, thank you very much. I'm, I'm, yeah, thrilled to be here. So tell us, before we jump into the um, the book about natural parenting that you have, um, for our listeners that might not know you and like your story, fill us in on that beyond uh, the bio that I read at the beginning of the show. Like You have quite an, an interesting adventure um, even before getting into parenthood, so tell us about that. Yeah, sure. So we, um, so I'm originally from Australia, and my husband's from New Zealand. We met met at university many years ago, and um, we we love traveling. So we've traveled traveled quite a bit. We lived in London in the UK for a while, and um, and now we're living in Canada. But um, when we finally started trying to get pregnant, it uh, it just wasn't happening, and it took us about three years to finally fall pregnant. And that was that was quite a roller coaster, and I learnt so much from that experience. And I read a ton of books, and and we finally managed to fall pregnant naturally. And I always thought that I would start a blog about natural fertility, hmm. because it was it was something that that so many parents go through, but it doesn't often get talked about. And um, and then when I fell pregnant, I I sort of naturally fell into natural parenting, and we had midwives. And I remember we'd been, you know, getting the nursery set up and, and getting everything organized, getting ready for the baby. I was having nightmares that I didn't have diapers and all those kind mm. of things that, that new mothers think about. And um, one day I was in for, our, for one of our, our checks and the midwife said to me, no, no, the, your baby will sleep in your bed. And I said, what, what are you talking about? I've just bought this crib, I've, you know, waiting for it to be shipped and, and he'll be sleeping in there. I've done all this research and... And she said, no, no, I can tell he'll sleep with you. And that just really, it, it roused my curiosity. I'd already been going down what I thought was, was the natural parenting route, but this, this just blew my mind. And, and I had to read more and, and we were on our, our final baby moon before baby was born. We were sitting in Hawaii and I, and I started reading a book called the other baby book. And that just changed everything for me. And, um, 
yeah, once I'd read it, I was I was too curious and and it really started to make parenting seem like it could be an adventure. It could be something that I could shape myself, that I didn't need to do what everybody else did, that I could ask questions and that that I could forge my own path. So I did that and when my son was born, I was just completely sleep deprived <laughs> as all new mothers are, but I was so happy. And um, and I just wanted to spread the word. I was going to mothers' groups and seeing other mums, you know, battling with what they thought they should do uh, versus what their babies actually wanted to do and what what babies are meant to do. And uh, and it was just this. It seemed to me like a futile um, battle that they were having. So I wanted to spread the word and and um, share my experience and. It's it's something that a lot of parents don't have the courage to talk about, you know, if they're sleeping with their baby or if they're breastfeeding their four-year-old. Um, it sort of gets done in in private, and um, I really wanted to to give other parents who wanted to follow a similar path the courage to know that it's that it's normal and natural, and that it can make parenting so much more exciting and and so much easier. Right, and I think one of the themes of your writing, at least the, um, something that I feel from your writing, is that feeling of adventure and excitement that parenting can be um, that is lost. Do you think that came from your kind of natural, like, traveling the world spirit that you have? Yeah, probably. I mean, before before our son was born, you know, we, we traveled so much. And uh, so I remember when, when, he, when I was pregnant, we, we planned some trips in advance while I was pregnant. And, and for any traveling uh, mothers out there who, who are pregnant and want to keep doing it, I would, I would book those trips in before you have the baby and then you have to go. <laughs> so <laughs> so we, we had a number of trips booked in before, before our son was even born. And so we just had to find our way. But um, it, it was it was just fantastic. And, and natural parenting for us, it just, it, it made traveling so much easier because the mother is the environment. You, you hear this all the time, but when you're traveling, the mother's the environment, the baby is happy because mother is still there. I remember we traveled to New Zealand when our son was six months old and there was, I think there was about six babies on the flight and it's a 13 hour flight. And, um, you know, these babies were crying and they were trying to get them into the into the bassinets and, you know, trying to get formula warmed up and all these kind of things. And, and we were sitting there with, with a nursing pillow and my son slept for nine out of 13 hours just breastfeeding and sleeping on the pillow. And and I just thought this is just, it, it makes it so much easier. Um, it's still difficult, obviously. Parent, There's nothing easy about parenting, but when you go with the flow rather than against it, it's uh, just one less battle to fight. Right, and I think so many parents that might have seen you on that flight might have said, oh, you're really lucky to have such an easy baby. Whereas, you know, and every, mm -hmm. every baby's got its own personality and they come into this world with their own, stuff right but what i'm seeing um from your writings too is that a lot of like that environment that you're creating and holding space for allows the baby to feel much more calm secure um not more cared for because all parents care for their babies but they're as you said like going with the flow and that's what a large part of what your book's talking about is like modern parenting versus what you're calling natural parenting so explain to our listeners more about that difference and what you mean by natural parenting so there's 
I mean, there's, there's so many different labels that can that can be attached to different styles of parenting, and and I guess I just use the term natural parenting just to um, encompass really how babies and mothers have have been intertwined for you know for for our for our entire history but recently or in the in the last couple of hundred years especially it's it's really deviated from that and I guess the the one thing that the one rule I guess for natural parenting is just to be responsive to your baby and by being responsive to your baby then that gets tailored to each individual baby. My baby's different to my next door neighbor's baby, but if we're both responsive, then then that's following the natural cues of the baby. And I think it also makes makes the mother happy. And by being responsive, you're promoting attachment or connection, which is you know where the where the term attachment parenting comes from. And babies are really born with just one superpower, and that's to promote connection and to promote attachment to their caregiver you know they've got soft skin for a reason because they want us to touch them um their cries you know break our hearts for a reason because we're supposed to go and and help our babies when they're crying and modern parenting has really taken taken away from what babies needs what from what babies need and really try to promote what adults want and trying to keep our lives as similar as they were before we had a baby but they're not the same they're different and we wouldn't have had babies if we wanted our lives to be the same so they really what I see modern parenting techniques trying to do you know putting babies on schedules and from feeding schedules to sleeping schedules and they're just promoting unrealistic expectations in parents and I think it's when I think parents become most unhappy when they have expectations and their reality is far different from that and the gap between reality and the expectation I think is where a lot of the unhappiness comes from but if we can have realistic expectations and and understand what our babies need then although it's difficult to be up at 3 a.m in the morning and needing to sing to your baby and nurse them back to sleep you at least know that that's normal and you know that other parents are doing the same thing and that that's what they need and that nobody needs you more in the world right now than your baby and that nobody could give them what they need um, more than you. And it's a real honour, I think, when you realise that and you can find gratitude in those moments. And I remember one blog post that I wrote was, I actually started writing it at 3 a.m. on my phone when I was mm-hmm. um, uh, rocking my son to sleep and he just seemed to take forever and my husband was away and 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 all I wanted to do was sleep and I could barely keep my eyes open. But I was thinking, well, when else in my life do I get to experience 3 a.m.? You know, 3 a.m. is a beautiful time of day and, you know, this is what I need to be doing right now. I've got the rest of my life to sleep and, and I know that sleep deprivation is so difficult but it can be made a lot easier if, if you follow some natural parenting techniques. Right. I know in my own personal parenting journey that like when I have an agenda for the day about like doing stuff or, you know, for my son Nico, they, it never goes well. <laughs> it just doesn't, yeah. you know, it, yeah. he just senses, Oh, dad wants me to do something. So I'm going the other way. And yeah. 
I, you know, very early on, even before, you know, Nico's a toddler now, but or a preschooler, but um, as a baby too, if I had that um, kind of set way of, okay, like he's going to nap here, so I'll be able to get this stuff done. It just never seemed to go that way. Or maybe it, maybe it did, but because I had such an uh, expectation of it going that way, I was disappointed or frustrated when it didn't. And then I couldn't be fully present with Nico. And I had to, I went through a period where I had to consciously say all right let's just have a day together and see what happens and then they those always went better because I was in a flow and I was responding to him and then he could also respond to me and I know those like power struggles um even now as a toddler when we got like a a willful little guy um erupt as well and I think um a lot of what you're talking about and that kind of like going with the flow versus getting into a power struggle creates a lot of a lot of challenges yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think it's, um, you know, there tends to be a misconception that in going with the flow with your child that you're a passive parent and yes, that you're just yes, giving them the things that they common. want. <laughs> yeah, and it's not about that at all. It's it's about recognizing where your child is at with their brain development, what they're capable of doing, and and having a clear understanding that your child is not – trying to ruin your day <laughs> they're not they're not you know they're, they're not trying to antagonize you or manipulate you you know especially babies they they can't manipulate you, you hear people talking about this and it's just it, it's so silly when you when you think about it um it sounds so silly but but it's so ingrained in our in our culture and um we i i heard an ama- i i can't remember the quote properly now but um I heard it on another podcast and and it was talking about saying that, you know, a a three-year-old is not an incomplete five-year-old and a five-year-old is not an incomplete adult. They're just a perfect three-year-old and a perfect five-year-old. And they are absolutely perfect in that moment in what they need to be doing and just recognizing that they're a complete person. They're They're just smaller than us and they're at a different stage of development and so many of what our approaches to modern parenting um, are, you know, with things like timeouts and punishments and threats and even rewards are really just aimed at behavior. Um, but behavior is just superficial and we really need to be looking deeper than that. And, you know, the sort of men of science, as they were called, who came up with a lot of these types of approaches like cried out and things like that were just focusing on behavior. But we know a lot better now so we can do better and really focus on what the what the behavior is trying to communicate to us because all behavior is just communication and and we need to look a little bit deeper and see what those unmet needs of of our children are and really see the struggle that they're having and just try to assume the best in them all the time rather than assuming the worst which which is what a lot of some of these techniques do i think right and I, as a parent, just having that concept of your baby's cries are their only way right now of communicating. And so if you come from a place of listening rather than fixing or, you know, trying to, you know, see what they're trying to communicate and, and participate that in it, um, those needs, as you said, being met, uh, like foster is just a greater bond and then things get easier and easier rather than just trying to like fix that moment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the DPU, you know, you're talking about needing your son Nico to do something that maybe he doesn't want to do. And, and we have that all the time with our kids. We can't just do what, what 
they want to do all the time. You know, we need to get shopping done or we need to get to an appointment or, you know, we need to work or, or whatever and they and they do need to cooperate. But they're so much more likely to cooperate willingly if you've got that strong connection. Um, if you don't have that strong connection, then that's, you know, when you're more likely to, to get eruptions. And you'll always get those things happening but um you know i i really feel that if you strengthen that connection then then things go so much more smoothly i heard a um another interview a little while ago talking about about that connection and and the the lady was talking about you know in imagine if you're in a tribe and and um someone from another tribe came and and tried to take your child um you would want them to resist that person and you would want them to run back to you and the reason why they run back to you is because the connection is strong with you and children are instinctively designed to resist um to resist people who they don't have a strong connection with so they're not likely to take directions from people they don't have a connection with and that that's a good thing mm-hmm. um but on the flip side, we can say, well, strengthen that connection and you're so much more likely to get cooperation. Right. And there's so many times where cooperation is so necessary, <laughs> even like all, <laughs> yeah. the, all the stuff we need to get to, or sometimes I'm, like we've finished the things we need to do. And I just, Nico doesn't want to get into the house. And it's like, man, he's in the car seat. He wants to stay <laughs> in the car. The front door is so <laughs> close, but so far away. When my son was two, it was every time we got in the car. He just needed to get in the front seat, press every button. Yes. <laughs> the steering wheel, it was like it added half an hour to our trip. So I'm like, man, I don't have time for this. But right. yeah, it's like you got to give a little and take a little and just, yeah, find find your balance with your child. And, and, um, and I think that's, you know, I write a lot about simplifying childhood as well. And, and I think that's so important whenever you simplify things and just reduce the amount of stress in your day and reduce the number of things you've got to do then it just goes so much so much smoother it's not possible all the time but whenever you do that it seems to seems to make everybody happier right and you know i've worked with so many parents that are so over scheduled you know that whether it's you know the kids are older and like they pick them up from school and they're going to piano lessons and then soccer practice and then homework all those kind of things or even just earlier on like everybody uh, parents are so excited to do stuff with their kids but sometimes it's just all right let's pick one thing today and it's okay to be in the house or just mellow the rest of the day rather than feeling you need to be accomplishing um so much and i think what going back to that um what you shared around like a three-year-old is an incomplete five-year-old and and on and on like i think that could be brought back to parents as well of you know the parenting we do today is the best we know how to with our child because we're only in this we've only ever been in this moment right now you know like my kid changes every single day I'm like man that worked last week what's come yeah. <laughs> come on now don't change on me again like i got a yeah. rhythm going you know but yeah. having yeah. some peace and some um you know just being gentle with ourselves as parent of like all right we're doing the best we can today let's learn from it and then you know get back into the flow if we've tried to struggle um against it um then you know you get those that feedback of kids a little more crabby a little more tantrums all those kind of things and you're exhausted instead of like all right what fun did we have today and i love that adventurous spirit that you bring to your writings 
Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think that's it's so true. And and parents that there's there seems to be so much pressure to be perfect parents, you know, and and um and to, you know, schedule our kids so much and give them all these things that they need and or that we think they need and, and give them this head start in life. But um you're so right, you know, kids just need time. Uh, they they need time for creativity. They need time to be bored. <laughs> they, right. They, uh, you know, frustration is a wonderful emotion for them to experience, and and uh, and and boredom. And then and then they, you know, five minutes later, you find that they've found something, some creative creative thing to keep them in to keep them, you know, amused. And um, yeah, I think I think you're so right. Just having having that time. And and being gentle, I think, is is such an important thing for parents to do for themselves. There's, you know, they talk about these mummy wars and all sorts of things going on. You know, I do one thing one way, and someone else does another thing another way, and it it doesn't matter. You you know, you just need to do what what's right for your child at that time, and um and you can only make the best decision with the information that you have at the time, and you can't look back and say. You know, I feel guilty for what I did a year ago because I would have made a different decision now. We right. didn't know then, and right. you did the best that you could in that moment, and move on and learn from it. And yeah, that that's the approach I try to take because I learn something new every day. Think, right. oh, I wish I would have done that differently, but you can't. And um, and there's no sense in in feeling guilty about about anything like that. I think. That that's some of the comments that I get a lot from readers is is this feeling of guilt that they wish they would have done something differently and just think just just look forward um, rather than looking back and just learn learn as you go. Right. So I, I mean, because every parent does that, like, oh, I wish I'd known that. Whether it's oh, something medical or something behavioral, uh, but, but it's unending. And so yeah. it's good to like bring it back to okay, well, all of those experiences shaped now to be able to come in contact with this information, whatever it is, and then make a different choice going forward. You know, the, the only we'll probably be a perfect parent to our tenth kid because we'll finally have it <laughs> down by then. But we'll probably be so exhausted by that point. <laughs> Ten is not uh, not on my uh, plate for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I think the more. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know what it's like where, where you live in BC, but I, I know here parents, well, I think that this is universal. All parents want to give their kids every advantage possible. And that looks different for every parent, but a lot of times it translates into like giving me all these opportunities to do things and to go. And then we did this and do this and that busyness. Cause, um, in San Diego, mm. there's a busyness around town, you know, a lot of energy, the sun and the beach, it's beautiful. So everybody's doing things. So as a parent, you want to do things by like, Oh, we did shopping and we had a play date and then we did this and we did this. And then you're just exhausted mm. from it. And the kid's exhausted too. Yeah. Um, and I like what you said about like <laughs> boredom and frustration or, you know, they're, they're natural, um, experiences. And if they're experiencing it as a kid and learning how to deal with that and resolve it, then they're going to be more resilient later on. I totally respect my mom way more now to that whole, like go outside and play thing. You know, yeah, she definitely. told us that all the time. And I don't know if she was doing it consciously of like, Oh, we need to formulate their problem solving ability. You know, I think it was more like just <laughs> yeah. go outside and play. I got stuff to do. Yeah, I think it was just, yeah, I, I've heard the, the, and, uh, this is, I've heard the term benign neglect and, <laughs> um, 
And I think that's so awesome. I think that's what my parents did too, you know, was just go outside, just go outside and, and have fun. And, um, and for the parents to not be so involved all the time, um, you know, I've only, I've only got one child at the moment and it's, it's, um, almost impossible to not want to be involved and to solve things and to make their lives easier and yeah. to um, keep them entertained. But it's not our job as parents to keep them entertained. Um, you know, it's I, I just think it's some of my best days and my best memories with my son are just when we're just at home and when we just walk around our neighbourhood um, and when we just find things to do and when I let him take the reins. And one of the, one of the traps, I think, with um, – with with over scheduling is just that all of those activities are directed by adults um and and it's children taking direction from adults and we really need our children to 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 be the ones in control they they need to feel that they've got control over their own lives that they're not sort of you know um puppets in a play who are being um uh directed by by adults all the time and they 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 really need that um so I think actively scheduling to do nothing is <laughs> is really important, and it gives parents a break. You know, when I, when my son was born, I I was exactly the same. I look back on it now, and I I can't believe all the things I did. I was doing baby sign language. I was doing mummies and tummies. I did this group called Mothers Unfolding. Um, I was going to swimming lessons and all these things. And this was trying to navigate through three different naps and, and you know, having right. my son napping in the car, trying to wake him up from a nap to get to swimming lessons. And he's like five months old. Why do we, <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. And, um, and, and then I let go of a lot of those things. And then our days just flowed so much easier, you know, um, Oh, our, our next door neighbor, we've, we've got two little girls who are next door and they're a little bit older than my son. And, and I couldn't find him the other day. I came inside and I went back outside and I couldn't see him in our backyard. And I, oh, geez, where's he gone? As a bear jumped over the fence and got him or something. And, um, and looked down the side of the house and he was down the side of the house and he was trying to talk to the girls next door. He was trying to find a hole in the fence. He could hear them next door and I, and then I texted the mother later and said, oh, he's, you know, my son was out trying to talk to your girls and we should catch up soon and go to the park. And this was, this was mid-May and, um, and she texted me back and said, oh, yeah, we could get together at the end of June. Hmm. And, and, and then I saw her a couple of weeks later, she collected some mail for us and, and I said to her, man, like, you know, what happened to the days when kids just used to, I used to jump the fence and go to our neighbor's place and just play and you know, the parents didn't need to get together and decide when the children could get together. And, and we live next door, like six mm -hmm. weeks away until they can catch up. And she's like, well, you know, they've got this after school and then this and that and ballet and karate and this. I'm like, oh man, like when can kids just be kids and just play and just have fun? Mm -hmm. I think it's so important to, to intentionally put that downtime into our kids' days because society will dictate something different so it does take a lot of intentionality um and and it is being willing to to say no to people and it is that fear of missing out and um and i think just facing that once and and challenging yourself to to see how it actually feels and to see how it impacts your child and your relationship because 
family relationships are so important. You know, in 20 years from now, is it going to matter whether they went to soccer practice or is it going to matter that they've got a strong connection with their parents? And I think the strong connection to family is so important, you know, for the rest of our lives to feel that we've really got that foundation, that we've got something to run home to. Even as a 40-year-old, I like to know that I could run home to my parents if, you know, if, if my life got turned upside down. So, um, you know, making making time for that is, is um, we shouldn't need to make any excuses for it. Right. And not even for the kids' sake, but for our own sake. I know as a parent, uh, uh, we just have Nico and uh, we're just so excited to have him in our lives. And when he was first born, I was working a lot. Like I had a lot of different projects kind of all come at once. And I was so overscheduled during the day, during the week, that once the weekends came, it was just relaxing to just like hang out with Nico. And I was, I needed it as much as he did. And then I realized, you know, this is why quote, I'm working so much is so I can have time with Nico and do cool things. Like I need to do that now. So I made some changes in my life. I closed a practice. I concentrated on some things and said no to a lot of things exteriorly so that I could say yes to Nico and more time there. And it's, it's made a huge difference. I still have a lot of projects going on, but I compartmentalize it and not yeah. do it while, you know, I have time with Nico. And I think everything, all these different concepts, whether it's like how you're dealing with, you know, your kid during the middle of the night or on the weekends or playing or your own jobs like your your book raise good or the lost art of natural parenting um does a great job to help navigate that can you um share with our listeners how how can they get it where's the best place to um, find it and jump in uh it's it's on my website at the moment so uh raisegood.com and uh, I just have a shop page on there so people can, can find the book there. And, um, yeah, and hopefully in the future it might be available elsewhere. Wish okay. me luck. Good. Well, <laughs> I have a feeling it will be. I'd love for more and more people to get a hands-on. As I said, like I reached out to you after – um, reading the book. I've gotten a lot out of it. I'm sure our listeners here are doing so as well. And you also, um, one of the things I like about your, um, the offerings you have is the natural parenting superpowers course. Um, tell us yes. more about that. Yeah. So that's a seven day course that I put together and, and it's just, it's an email course that, um, that's delivered when people sign up for my newsletter. Uh, it's a free course and, uh, just really going through, uh, you know, seven different ways that that parents can help uh, strengthen their connection with their kids, which I think is the ultimate parenting superpower. Yeah, I I got that course when I first signed up, and it's it's great. So listeners, oh, cool. I recommend it. Yeah, I don't, I can't remember how I found you, but I'm so glad that I did. I'm so glad to um, have had this conversation. And um, in our final moments, though, like what what's the major take home you'd like our listeners, um, these parents, to get from the conversation today? Uh, just to to trust your instincts and to parent how it feels right for you to not worry about how your parents parented or your parents-in-law or your neighbors or friends and just do what feels right for you and what feels right for your baby. Um, you can never give too much love. You can never. It's, I read once, you know, we, we all love our kids unconditionally. Absolutely. We all, we all love our kids equally and, and we all love them unconditionally, but what really matters is how they feel, not what we say. So, um, Touch them, hug them, wear your babies, bring them into bed if you want to. Uh, you know, just just do whatever feels right for you and don't worry about making excuses to others. 
Beautiful, beautiful. And what about for the um, kiddos listening, whether if mom's pregnant and baby's listening through mama's belly or they're here, uh, what would you like to, what words of wisdom would you like to whisper to them? Uh, just that their parents are trying their best. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, that they're learning. <laughs> and um, yeah, that, that we're in this together and that they're worthy of love and and that their, their parents love them to bits and um, just to hang in there with us in those tough moments. Well, thank you again, Tracy, so much. I'll make sure the links are available for uh, on the blog post as well as uh, the show notes here so you can get involved with the lost art of natural parenting. Tracy, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hi, it's Dr. J again, and I want to thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It's something I really enjoy doing, and I, as a parent, learn a ton from these experts coming on and sharing their wisdom, so I hope you're getting a lot out of it, too. And I want to share something else with you. I've created a guide called The 40 Ways to Connect with Your Baby During Pregnancy. It's full of simple things you can do on a day-to-day basis that will help strengthen that bond that you have with your baby. It's a free download. You can go to my website at drjwarren.com slash 40 ways and just enter your email. I'll send it right to you. You can download it and start working on it right away. All of the research that I'm learning in the fields of epigenetics and attachment parenting is showing that the more bonded you are during your pregnancy with your baby, the better the birth is going to go and the better parenting is going to go because you have that strong foundation, a strong connection to build upon. So go again to my website. It's drjwarren.com slash 40 ways and get that free guide. And again, thanks for listening.